Hey, Trash Talkers. Our guest today, Edwin Lau, is founder and executive director of NGO The Green Earth. Mr. Lau has been actively engaged in environmental protection work since the late 1980s. He initiated the first waste paper recycling program in schools and introduced the first set of three-color waste recycling bins in a public housing estate in Hong Kong. In 2009, Mr. Lau was awarded the Medal of Honor by the Hong Kong SAR government in recognition of his long-term contribution to the cause of environmental protection and education. So, Edwin, it's a pleasure to finally have you on the show. (laughs) Yeah, very pleased to be here in RTHK to chat with you, Marcy. (laughs) Yeah, we we met several times in different occasions. In different occasions, yeah. 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 (laughs) But you're you're a hard man to reach sometimes. You're busy, right? (laughs) Yes. And you recently wrote an article titled, To Fight Plastic Mm. Bottle Waste, Hong Kong Needs a Strong Producer Responsibility Scheme. Um, in the SEMP. And in it, you said when you were younger um, that Hong Kong used to have a 20-cent deposit scheme. What happened to it? Oh, yeah. That is, uh, I recall when I was a kid uh, studying primary three or primary five. That is at least uh, half a century ago. <laughs> yeah. Then at that time, it's a corner store that kids would like to buy soft drinks. And they come with a glass bottle. Yeah. All reusable glass bottle. Then the storekeeper say, kids, uh, put down 20 cents, Hong Kong 20 cents as a deposit. After you're enjoying your soft drink at home, bring back the empty bottle. I give you back the, uh, 20 cents. Yeah. So from that time, I see this is, well, a responsibility on me. So I have to return the empty glass bottle to get back my money. The deposit is my money. I won't waste my money. But this is something good that I can help my neighbors to collect collect their used glass bottle and help them to return to the stores. That's right. Make a little extra money when you were a yeah. kid, right? We used to do that. I get back that get back my neighbors twenty cents. They said, "Kids, you are good. I give you." 10 cents is your tip service free. So I earned my first bucket of gold <laughs> from that young age. I know doing environmental protection, I can earn some money. It's positive. <laughs> very, very nice indeed. <laughs> that's a great story. And that's totally true. And now in this world of, you know, it's much more complicated now, mm. right? Yeah. So now in the article you you know, we were, you talk about producer responsibility and that Mm. they should, the producers should act as the doer and the governments act as a checker. Yes. And so they should be responsible for the waste, maybe the way they were back in the deposit scheme days. I don't know. At that time is, now the producers have to do their own work and set up the system to make sure they will attract their bottles back to their plant to have it clean, sterile, and then refill with their product, soft drinks or other things. That must have been super complicated back then, right? But this is what we have gone through in that old age. It's like this. Things that people will consider, all these are valuable resources that they seldom have an idea of use once and throw away. At that time, never thought of this kind of linear mode of operation. No, 
always is bring it back, we use again, again until the bottle is really so old, so cracked, and then they would, I mean, uh, 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 dispose or, or crack it down to, for recycling and then buy a new one. The mindset is very different at that time as compared to today's. Our mindset is really go for convenience. And we forgot about all the uh, good environmental behavior that in the old times that we all had. Not That's just right. myself. No, but not just yourself. All but the also, people. you know, it was this, I can remember it was a special day when I got a bottle of Coca-Cola. Mm. Like that would be once a two or three months, Mm-mm. you know. It was a big treat. Now, yeah, it you is know, a gift. <laughs> you just swing by and yeah. grab whatever bottle. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we're dating ourselves now. Trash Talk listeners, we will refocus. <laughs> and we'll go back to uh, – so the government's public consultation for producer responsibility scheme on plastic drink bottles ended May 21st. Mm. Did you submit a recommendation? Certainly. I submit uh, – my suggestions to the government. And was it to go back to glass bottles? In <laughs> oh, no, no, no. No need to go back to glass bottles, but really put a meaningful deposit as a financial incentive to drive the objects to return all the empty containers, not just bottles. For drink containers, there are PET plastic bottles and there are tetra packs and other types of pet format. So it's for all types of pet format should be regulated and get the highest uh, recovery rates. Right, and that's an important point because in this specific request from mm. the government, it, it's only plastic bottles, yeah, They right? focus on plastic bottle only. Yeah, and your argument is, well, if we just do it with plastic bottles, mm. then what would happen? Then the producers... And importers will see that there's a loophole in the in the legislation. So regulated packaging is the plastic bottle. So there are other non-regulated packaging types that they don't need to pay a levy to the government. So payment to any producers is is a cost. It will eat up into the profit. So simply they will think, oh. Can they shift to using other types of non-regulated packaging so that they can sell, still sell their products, but do not need to pay a levy to the government and save costs in their operations? So this is my worry. If the government only focus on regulating the plastic bottle, then the shifting to other types of container may be happen, and it is uh, it is a disaster. Yeah, that's a really good point. But I still don't understand the argument for the high deposit scheme. Like, if you if you had a medium sized deposit, wouldn't there be a collection system that would be enough to send it for recycling? Or you you feel like it still needs to have like a a dollar or I don't know what the number. No, the deposit to extract the used containers or bottle going back to the producers or going back to a recycling plant, financial incentive is only one of the tools that helps to drive the return. But you should also have a convenient network of collection. Say, for example, in residential buildings, in MTR station, 
public transport, big interchange, and the uh, convenience stores, supermarkets, all these will be the very convenient locations to set up a very convenient network for the mm. public to return the bottle. Now, for low incentive, I consider it will only drive certain group of people to return the bottle, say maybe uh, cleaners, scavengers, so some old people who may need to uh, having a little bit of uh, extra money for, for their living. But for middle class or above middle class, if it is just 10 cents or 20 cents, it will not trigger them to take extra steps for taking trouble the time to return the empty bottle to some designated locations. So having a higher uh, deposit level would drive the entire society, all walks of life, to take the actions to return an empty container if they have purchased a, a bottled drink. And that way young kids can make money again, just like you did. Certainly. By being environmental. That will create some other job opportunities for young kids, for, I mean, cleaners, scavengers, that they they can, they will see if someone just don't care about the empty bottle, put it somewhere in the sports ground, in the staircases, and they just pick up and, and, and redeem the deposit and... And I think this is the way that we should really go for a very convenient collection network and then a higher deposit. Because we also look at uh, successful cases in uh, many Western countries, such as in Germany, Norway, Sweden, and and, and some states in, in, in the U.S. They all have deposit system. There are over 40 countries. Uh, for the economies around the world, they have this system. And the average uh, recovery rate is over 70%. Whereas Germany, Norway, they achieve over 90% of recovery rate. So this is, they are all having even more than one Hong Kong dollar. They are, uh, if converted to Hong Kong dollar, is $2.50. Oh, ouchie. Yeah. Yeah, that's In Germany. This is, to live, different living standard. Mm. And today's Hong Kong living standard is way above half a century ago. And if when I was a kid at that time, I also need I, I need to pay 20 Hong Kong cents at the deposit. No way. So what is that in today's dollars, do you think, the 20 cents? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But Let's call it a dollar. But at least it won't be below that level where the government's suggesting in the public consultation for 10 cents. I, I, I can't think of why this, this amount has Who's come up. Who's going to use it? <laughs> I do agree. Oh, Edwin, thank you so much for coming in and explaining that. Uh, and we'll see when the results come out from the government. I think everyone's pretty interested yeah. to figure out find out what they're going to decide on. Right. So thank yeah. you for all your good work for Reuse, Reduce, Recycle in Hong oh, Kong. It's, it's good to have a chat with your 
<laughs> in this trash talk about our trash challenge of the city. <laughs> it's a big one. Yeah. You can find all the Trash Talk episodes on iTunes and the RTHK On The Go app. Thanks to our partners, Plastic Free Seas. If you like what you hear, I also host the Sustainable Asia podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube for a more in-depth look at sustainability issues here in Asia.